Hello and welcome to The Context Machine, episode number 607. Take two, I'm Brian Chaffin. And I'm Jeff Gamet. Hey, uh, we have a website, contextmachine.io, so uh, feel free to check us out there if you'd like. Yep, and you can use it to reach out to us. That's contextmachine.io. Or you can find us on post.news and Mastodon at uh, Context Machine. And we got, uh, didn't we get someone saying that no, we got saying something on Mastodon? Uh, we did, Brian. I think your pants might <laughs> might be writing up on you. <laughs> just, just saying. Anyhow, yeah, Tony Lawrence. He shot us a, a message on uh, on Mastodon, and uh, he he was uh, sharing his take on Touchscreen right. Max and uh, and for his take, or against. Uh, he's in favor of Touchscreen Max, right? Yeah. And uh, he wrote a blog post about it. And uh, and so, hey, Tony, thank you for sharing that with us. That was really cool. Indeed. I and, appreciate it. Uh, you know what? I'll even put it in our show notes. Hmm. What an interesting concept. Yeah. So everyone else can go and read Tony's thoughts on, uh, on uh, Touchscreen Max. Yes. Do that. Do that. Uh, Jeff Gamut. Right? Is that who I'm talking to? Brian Chaffin. I mean, you're you're Brian Chaffin. I'm not Brian Chaffin. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me make a note here. <laughs> As we look down at our shirts, yeah, read the labels inside our jackets. Um, here's the thing. Uh, we got a couple things to talk about. Um, the first thing though is like, do you want the good or the bad first? Okay, the bad. Let's do the bad first. You want to do the good? Yeah. Okay, find the good first. <laughs> it's a matter of perspective. I, I mean, what you're thinking is good. It might be bad from my perspective, or or are you thinking good because you're you're going to get me like riled up or something? Oh, well, it could go either way. However, I'm actually talking about the old. It's not old, but it's not new. It's not old. Anyway, justified. I just. Start. This was a TNT. I think it was a TNT show. Holy crap! TNT. I think it was TNT. It might have been. It was you know because uh, T- the same company owns USA, TNT, and, and FX. So it's Fox. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a Fox property at least at some point. Mm-hmm. And Ichabod is as usual really riled up about this. Well, I mean, Ichabod loves his TV. It's just kind of how he is. So, yeah. Anyhow, Justified. That's the one with uh, Timothy uh, Oliphant. Olive, yeah, correct? Oliphant, yep. Um, and he plays U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens, and the show is set in Appalachia. I have said before, long-time listeners of the show, going back to our Apple Context Machine days, will remember me saying that this was like the best hour-long drama on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. Yes, I, never, I do remember you saying that. I never actually watched the first season. I came to the show like in the second season. And it was so good that it hooked me. And I was intending to go back and watch the first season, but this was before the streaming services. And I never bought it. I actually intended to, but I didn't buy it. And it's such a good show. So I just, I, I saw it that it was on Hulu and I started it over just a couple of days ago. I think I'm like seven episodes in. It is 
such a good show. Timothy Oliphant is so amazing. The whole show is cast so well. The fellow that plays uh, Boyd Crowder. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Walton Goggins. Yes, Walton Goggins. I just know this stuff off the top of my head. How did you know that? Because I did a Google search while you were talking. So I brought up a list of the cast. Ah, excellent. He was also in uh, Django Unchained. Played okay. uh, played one of the uh one of the, you know, um enforcer hooligans oh, that worked for That's uh, why I recognize Liam, him. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh he was as good as he was in Django Unchained. I he was he was wasted in that role. I mean, like he is so good as Boyd Crowder. He is so good. He commands the screen, and he's got to go up against Timothy Oliphant a lot. Um, they're they're often uh, opposed to each other, and he's just, man. The show is so good, and one of the things that I love about the show is how um, I am not an expert on Appalachia, and I'm certainly not an expert on Appalachia uh, uh, dialects and accents. However, I believe that they're doing a good job. And they like just I, I I you know I I have long again long time listeners to the show may have realized that I am fascinated by language and mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by words and I'm fascinated by by um, uh, dialects and colloquialisms and this show has them in spades. It is just so good, man. Have you watched it? I have not. And uh, I'm looking at this ran from 2010 to 2015. Yeah. There were five seasons. So, so when I get invested in it, I know that, uh, that I have a whole package. It's not going to drop me partway through because the series got canceled at, at the wrong time. Yeah, Seven, eight years ago now it ended. So you can probably safely watch it knowing that it'll make it to the end. Probably pretty safe bet. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Is Justified coming back in 2022? No. No. Well, first it's of all, coming it's in summer 2023. Although FX has, <coughs> excuse me, yet to announce a premiere date. The series is slated to debut um, in summer 2023. Wait, I need a link to this immediately. All right. Hold on. Let me. Um, is it bring this up for you? Yeah, is it starring the same people? Are I don't re- know. Is it I'm a reboot just, or is it a, a return? What is this? I, I need know. to know. Justified revivals. I've got one here. I've got one on Outkick. Uh, the one that I found was on Gold Derby. Two sites that we visit all the time, or have oh, never right. have never heard of. <laughs> it's one, but it's here, here's one the, the thing: it turns out we don't actually need to know about a site to have um, to have um, um, Google rank something high for us. Yeah, the show is coming back in 2023 for a limited eight episode run. Oh, that's fantastic, man! What a, what a great time for me to have uh, begun watching it again. So, how about if if I give you the link to FX Networks? Uh, write up about this because it's their show. What I don't understand. And yes, T- Timothy Oliphant is back. Walter Goggins, uh, Joelle Carter, Erica Tazel. Yeah, look at that. 
Jacob Pitts, Nick Searcy. Erica Tazel, she's amazing. Uh, Nick Searcy is amazing as uh, as uh, uh, Raylan's uh, boss. Uh, Jacob Pitts was great as sort of like a little brother almost. Another March. And they're bringing back Jared Burns. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Um, his okay, wind this is all- was, was so creepy. Such a bad guy. So this is all making sense for me now. I read an article um, uh, a week or two ago where they were talking with uh, Timothy Oliphant about uh, about uh, filming one night, and they were in like a kind of a grungy part of whatever city they were filming in, and there was like a gang battle that happened. Cars just drove through the barricades, right through what they were doing people actually really shooting guns back and forth at each other. And while uh, they were filming while they were filming. And so the cast and crew, they're like diving behind cars and everything else that they can find to protect themselves. And um, yeah. Huh? So, so uh, no one in the cast or crew was hurt, like physically hurt, but of course they were incredibly stressed. So uh, um, uh, Timothy Oliphant he went to uh, the directors and producers because um, they were going to, they, they were like done at that point for the night. And the next day they were going to do some other filming. And, and he was like, yeah, you know, this is really messed up. We all need a day off. And, uh, and they agreed. So uh, they actually skipped a whole day of filming just because they had such a traumatic night. Huh? I didn't realize until now, this is all the same thing. And uh, anyhow, there you go. All right. So, so Brian, your show's coming back. Uh, yeah. So the the images that are on the uh, FX Networks page site mm-hmm. for the for the show, though this is for the original show. Uh, Walter Goggins is not coming back, according to this um, one article that I'm reading. Um, and I'm looking at the guy they've got in a cowboy hat. He doesn't seem. That doesn't even look like Timothy. Uh, so maybe it's all different people. Uh, I can't. I don't know. I can I, I don't know. We'll figure this out. <laughs> Not live. Oh, and <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is he is going to be back? Okay, great. He's and fantastic. Goggins is back. He does this thing. He does this thing with his hand, where he like gestures from his hip. And okay. A, and apparently, apparently, that comes from something that like people like gunslingers pe- people who actually like you know carry around pistols on their hips and actually have to draw them it's a, it's a habit that often comes from that cuz they're keeping their hands near the you know, near their gun anyway he gestures from the hip a lot with his with his fingers and it's just it's just so compelling and he's got this walk i've got i've got a total man crush on timothy oliphant go you sure so anyway, yeah, he's super cool. I wish I was. I wish I was a hundredth that cool. And uh, he's is just it's just cool. I can't wait for this reboot. The show, the original show. Um, so again, I'm watching the first season for the very first time. Originally came out in 2010. To me, it still is amazing TV. And there has been a lot of amazing TV in the last 15 years. But uh, that's a great show, and, and I highly recommend it. Awesome. And there's a new episodes coming summer 2023. Very exciting. Now I have another show 
that mm-hmm. I maybe no, I didn't actually recommend. Anyway, my question: Did you watch Black Adam yet? Because I know you were you were interested in seeing it. No, you were interested in me watching it. I mean, I was curious <laughs> about it, and uh, and this is a testament to to how strong and deep our friendship is because I'm still talking to you. I did watch Black Adam. Yes. And I did not enjoy the movie at all. And uh, and if it were not for you (laughs) goading me on so that we could talk about it at some point in the future, Mm -hmm. I would not have made it uh, much beyond the first 10 minutes of the movie. This is where you're missing out, Jeff Gamet. Oh, Brian Chaffin, I, I feel like what I missed out on was a little over two hours no, of my man, life Luke, that I don't get back. You have you have uncounted hours, both now and in the future, in which you get to complain about having watched the show. That you get to complain about me making you watch that show. You oh, are going to be. Don't worry. I will take advantage of that. See, I have gifted that to you. I have gifted that to you. If you would not finish the show, you wouldn't have been able to complain about it. No, I could have complained for the first 10 minutes. If you did not finish that show, you couldn't complain about me encouraging you to just finish it, get through it, make it. Come on, take the plunge. You could do it. So I, I, I know you're trying to put a positive spin on this. I am just uh, trying to point out how lucky you are. I'm going to point that out that I'm you violated friend. terms of the Geneva Convention by goading me to continue <laughs> to watch that movie. Okay, I didn't think it was that bad. I I did not love it. I did not love the, it. I had I had some 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 issues with the with the plot. I don't know anything about the Black Adam comics. I know very little about it, but what's interesting to me is that Black Adam and Shazam both exist in the DC world. Yes, they do. And Shazam, and they're, they're related, and Shazam is coming, uh, like they're doing a, another Shazam movie with uh, with Chuck. Yeah, uh, the, the second Shazam movie is uh, um, the summer, I think. I think so, yeah. It's coming soon. Yeah. But the but both of these characters and the comics exist in this in the DCU the the uh, DC universe. Yes, and they they have interacted on many occasions, and Black Adam has uh, interacted with a lot of other characters uh, from uh, the DC superhero. And you're talking universe. about in the, in the comic books. In the comic books, yeah. All right. One of the things I did like about this movie was that it ended. <laughs> is how. It addressed the reality that the superheroes spend a lot of time protecting the first world. Now, you see, had they really gone into that, I think that could have made it more compelling. Well, they would have had to fix so much dialogue as well. That script with the dialogue in that script is so poorly crafted. Um, but um yeah the there there's a scene where 
someone confronts one of the superheroes about the fact that they're they're basically first world heroes and not there to protect everyone and that that one moment i'm like oh my god this is the core right here this is what they should have focused on for the for the whole movie and uh, i mean it's it's sort of there but that's what would have if they if they had really focused on that more i think that that could have helped make it a more compelling movie and, and there's an element here that like the the sit uh gonna try to avoid spoilers it's new enough that we should probably avoid spoilers even even though yeah, neither of us liked it um although you, wait you, you didn't like it either and you made me I, watch it i didn't love it and i wanted to talk to you about it okay i didn't i didn't love it but i didn't hate it as much as you do but there there was a like the the sort of fundamental situation it is very uh the fa- the fact that other superheroes came to this place not to sort out the original bad guy situation but instead to sort out the the emergence of this uncontrolled superhero is 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 indeed a, a it's 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 a it's a it's an indictment of the you know the the superhero world uh i i agree and the, there's actually a lot of that in the the whole black adam uh history in the comic books in the comics i see yeah and uh, so in, in the comics uh black adam uh, ultimately becomes the leader uh, of the ruler of that country. And, um, and he protects the country. Um, the people. Sorry. Yeah, the, the people, the country and the people. I'm sorry. Yeah. The country and the people. And uh, he's pretty ruthless in the way he will protect them. And, uh, but every now and then, <coughs> excuse me, he, uh, he ends up uh, involved in other things and, um, uh, I mean, the whole Black Adam thing, it's a really interesting character because you have this this uh, anti-hero where, I mean, the, the character genuinely cares about his country and, and uh, the people that he is protecting in the country. And at the same time, he doesn't have the same morals and uh, and uh, standards and guidelines that the uh, the uh, like U.S. first world superheroes mm-hmm. uh, work under. At least so, it, in, except for when they go dark or when they go bad, but that's another issue. Yeah, but see, but then that's the thing they they went bad. Ah, and black point. adam he's just this guy and well i mean there's more to it than that but he's this guy and this is just who he is and the, uh he doesn't have to be the dark version or the one that went bad and then and then the, and then he was saved he he is who he is and he will ruthlessly do the things that he feels are necessary to uh to achieve the goals that he thinks are are uh right 
Did you watch any of the sort of behind the scenes featurettes? Are you kidding? <laughs> After getting through the movie, why would I? Why would I want to go and through any listen, more? Trust me, just watch them. <laughs> I'm kidding. And one of them. Uh, so first of all, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, who goes by Dwayne Johnson these days, uh, DJs I like to call him when we get together. Uh, he talks, he makes it very clear that making this movie was important to him. Uh, that does not surprise me at all. And he says very specifically, uh, the black Adam was the first superhero that looked like him when he was a kid. That was one reason why he wanted to, to see this made. And, uh, because black Adam does in fact have brown skin. I think in some of them, am I correct? Some of them, he's he's actually uh, 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 black skinned. No, no. I've I've never seen a comic book where he where he's uh, black skinned. <coughs> Excuse me. He but but he he does have darker skin. So, and you know, in general, most of the superheroes are white in both yes. the, the MCU and the the DCU. Yes. So. Yep. Making this was important to him, he said. Um, and that is uh, why I'm surprised it wasn't better. <laughs> and, and it was yeah. the effects were amazing. The, the CGI amazing. is amazing. The way they bring that world to life, the, this, this country that doesn't actually exist, and, and the way they, uh, you know, like bring the bring the buildings together and, and, you know, and, and they sort of essentially sort of have this new and ancient architecture existing side by side. Beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of really good cinematography in the movie. There are a lot of really good visual effects and yet it's mired down by this. What I feel is, is a, a bad script. Way too much convenient stuff in it convenient to like you know moving the plot forward or developing friction or i don't know just it's it's not a very it's not a very good script the dialogue's not great no the the dialogue is uh, in most cases bad and uh and and it hurts because watching some of these characters and and the things they do with them it's clear that instead of like really embracing who the characters are from the comic books, they're trying to make their versions of Marvel characters from the movies, which is stupid because these characters can stand on their own and they don't need to mimic uh, specific characters from Marvel's universe. And yet that's exactly what they were doing with, uh, with several of these characters. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and then dial, dialogue where over and over um, you, you hear people referring to themselves as, well, we're heroes and you're villains. And, uh, and that's not 100% uh, accurate to what they say, but that's what they're saying. And in many, and, and, uh, but starting off with, we're heroes. That's not what the heroes do. Th- those are lines in the movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, you can watch it on HBO Max, at least for a while. 
Fair warning, people, this, sh- this movie is on HBO Max, <laughs> so watch and make sure you don't click that thumbnail. <laughs> what? What? J- just don't watch. Just, no. I, 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 I would have loved for this to be a good movie, and, uh, and now I've watched it. That's two hours that Brian has stolen from my life, more than two hours that I will never get back. And now my baseline of being able to say, well, at least it's not Green Lantern. Mm. Another gift, another gift you have, you've been able to update your, your complaint bar all because of me. You were so welcome. You were so lucky. Jeff Gammon. This, this, yeah, well, when you say I'm so lucky, oh, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. Like you're doing the dishes, and somehow, through some weird chain of events, you slip and fall, and your hand goes down the garbage disposal and gets chewed up and, and ripped off. Mm-hmm. And then you say, but you're so lucky because it was only your right hand. I, I accept your thanks. I texted you a lot during that movie. You, you did, which was which was emblematic. And you were probably laughing the whole time. The whole time, it was very emblematic of how much you were not enjoying the film that you actually took time out to uh, text because you don't. I, to my knowledge, you don't normally do that. No, I don't. No, that that's reserved for for very special events, like when someone really goads me into watching a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. Brian Chaffin. <laughs> okay. But the important thing is that I got to talk about it with you. <laughs> <sighs> and people wonder why I drink. <laughs> and, 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 and to be fair, that's why I wanted you to watch it. So, you know, it seems like a win-win to me. Wait, wait, wait. You wanted me to go through over two hours of pain for your amusement. No, I wanted to be, I needed someone to talk to about it. <laughs> Dude, what, what's confusing about that? Why didn't you just go on post.news and say, hey, who's watched Black Adam? I want to talk <laughs> about it. Oh, right, because no one would have answered. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Hey, for those of you that really enjoyed Black Adam, uh-huh. don't let the fact that I really did not like it um, take away from your enjoyment of the movie. Oh, no. It's okay for, for you to like something that I don't, and it's okay for me to like something that you don't. And I just really didn't like Black Adam. Hey, listen, man, I'm I'm about to I'm about to teach I'm about to teach you something else because you're like folks. Don't let how much Jeff disliked this film keep you from watching it. <laughs> People, <laughs> listen to me. Brian is trying to manipulate you into hurting yourself. Uh, you know, I did this. I did this to a friend. He's still mad about this. This uh, and this was in the in the eighties, uh, late eighties. And um, he's still mad about it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> he's still mad about it because in that particular case, I actually was being nothing but a jerk. I make a lot of jokes about being a jerk, and sometimes I am one. But this is this is one of those times when I absolutely was. It was um oh my goodness, what was the film? It started uh, uh, starred Tasha Yar. 
Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby, thank you. Uh, and it was supposed to be her big, um, her big, like, sort of like, like, post Star Trek, uh, you know, glorious film. Okay. Right. And I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to find it. Uh, post Star Trek, post Star Trek, uh, called, um, oh my goodness, come on, where? Let's where? see. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Miracle Mile. Miracle oh, Mile. Miracle Mile, 1988. Yeah. Absolutely terrible she- film. So, like, just a terrible film. Like, beyond terror. Is, is one of the worst films I've ever seen. And me and my, my buddy Cole watched the film. We rented it at, uh, not even like it wasn't even this is this is before uh blockbuster so we got it probably like a, at the at the uh wow con- you're old i am we got it at like a convenience store that also had had uh vhs uh tapes for rent and they were open all night so you know we could go wow. by after work and get one right so we get the miracle mile we watch it it was unbelievably bad dialogue and- premise execution uh, effects resolution like it's just an unbelievably bad film so what what we did and by we i mean i did is go to my buddy dave not dave hamilton different dave and go dude right, man because dave hamilton still talks to you correct and it's like dave you got to watch this film and it's so good and listen stick through it stick stick through it to the end you're gonna you're gonna you might want to like stop at some point but don't Stick with it all the way to the end. <laughs> wow. And one one of the most obnoxious things I've ever done. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Cole I don't know that Cole was like but Cole didn't didn't like stop me or correct me. Anyway, Dave's still mad at me to uh, to, to this day. This 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 occasionally comes up. He's not happy with me. All right, so I looked this up on IMDb, uh-huh. and um, wow! So the uh, the description is: a young man hears a chance phone call telling him that a nuclear war has started and missiles will hit the city in seventy minutes. Stars Anthony Edwards. Yes, Anthony Edwards. That's right, and and uh, Denise Crosby's in it too. And she's like a she's like a she's like a, a defense department bigwig who's hanging out at the diner, as one does as as one does when you're a defense department bigwig. And uh, I'm I'm looking at a little bit of the trailer, and it's possible that I saw this movie mm-hmm. not in a theater, and uh, uh, and most likely with alcohol consumption well, happening. It, it supposedly came out in 1988 and I watched it in Montrose in 89. So it was pretty quick out to, to, to VHS back at a time when that wasn't necessarily a thing. Anyway, terrible movie. You guys should watch it. Let me know what you think. <laughs> All right. So, so new rule, everyone, when Brian says, Hey, you should watch something. Uh, don't No, Justified is great. Justified is actually great. <laughs> You know, I was looking forward to checking this out, but now I'm not so sure. I'm kind of worried that you're setting me up. Um, no, 
in no, in no way whatsoever. And, and to me, I didn't set you up with like I didn't tell you that it was great. I told you that I, I asked you if you watched it. I was hoping that you'd watch it because I wanted to be able to discuss it with you. Right. And yes. and I think I even said I, I I don't I don't think I I don't I can't remember exactly how I said it, but I didn't at any point say, I didn't Dave you. I didn't miracle mile you. No, you you didn't miracle mile me. Hey, we have a new thing in our lexicon now. <laughs> yeah, um, mm. you did not miracle mile me with this one. Right. Uh, I by the way, I do feel very bad about doing that to Dave. I'm not. I am not proud of being such a jerk. So I might have been. The, the I might have been laughing, but it's only because I'm embarrassed. The, the the fact that that you do feel remorse for that, um, it means that there is still some hope for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. By the way, uh, our friend Caroline just told me to say hi to you. Oh, Caroline! It's been a long time since since I've seen Caroline, and uh, she's awesome, and yeah. I miss her. I'm telling her she just got a shout out in the show. Uh, so right, okay, Jeff. Do we have time? How long are we? Like we went. Oh no. Okay, we're we're doing fine. We're thirty three minutes into our half hour. I show. have no idea. Thirty three minutes into a half hour show. So let's get to our third topic. <laughs> oh my god, that Black Adam discussion felt like it was hours. <laughs> glucose monitoring, non invasive glucose monitoring. You and I talked about this on the Apple Context Machine, the earlier iteration of the show. Years and years ago, we've talked about it probably a few times, and I, I'm sure that I've talked about it elsewhere. I would imagine you have too. Oh, yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. the thing is, so Apple was supposedly working on this. The idea is to measure your uh, glucose. What is the actual thing? What, what is the technical term for what's being measured? Glucose content. Um, it's not your, your glucose content. Your glucose levels. Glucose levels. Thank you. Sure. Let's go with that. In your bloodstream. And to be able to do so without sticking a needle in your arm or pricking your finger or doing any of the things that diabetics normally have to do. There is some uh there's like some um some uh stuff that can be like inserted in your skin yeah well yeah there's a, there's a patch thing that uh that gets attached to your skin and um and then it's uh it's still invasive and the patches have to be replaced every couple of weeks right so what apple has been working on has been one of the holy grails in the medical industry world and that is non-invasive glucose Non-invasive glucose, yes. And Apple, Apple is not, not the, the only company working on this. I, I totally, I'm totally <clears throat> taking your thunder. That's and, and take I, it. And, and I'd say I'm sorry, but Black Adam. Yeah, fair enough. So take it. The thunder. Um, okay, sure. So anyhow, yes, uh, this is something that that uh, people have been talking about Apple working on for years and years, and uh, and Apple is not the only company that's looking at non-invasive glucose uh, monitoring. And the problem is, how do you do this? reliably and accurately 
And the answer yeah, at you get it wrong, as of recording today is you can't. So far, no one's been able to do it. And there have been a lot of billions thrown at this over the over the you know, especially if you adjust for inflation. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of money thrown at solving this problem because a lot of money can be made by solving it. Diabetes is you know uh, a massive problem around the world. So mm-hmm. lots of money to be made by doing non-invasive glucose monitoring. Apple was rumored to be working on it. Many years ago, many, well, I don't know, five or six years ago, Apple was rumored to be working on it. And I, I believe that it's one of those things, like, so the, 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 the first reports that were coming out of this were, were um, I actually think were a controlled leak that Apple did put it out there that they were working on it. But I, 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 I could be misremembering things. But we haven't heard anything in a while. Yeah, um, yeah, nothing significant. Just the the same low level uh, discussions of what's Apple working on next for the Apple Watch and uh, and non invasive uh, uh, glucose monitoring is the thing that keeps coming up in those discussions. And now, Mark German, whom I admire greatly who works for Bloomberg these days has uh-huh. a report saying that Apple is getting closer. Okay. Well, if Apple has been seriously working on this, they definitely have the, the monetary resources to, uh, to do it and potentially get closer. Right. And so the idea would be that, uh, that your Apple watch could measure your glucose levels. Mm-hmm. And which would be kind of cool. Which actually. would it would be super cool. It would be amazingly cool, especially for people who may not yet be, but are headed towards being pre-diabetic, because they could possibly change things. Sure, and, and actually, yeah, you know, re- reroute that path uh, for their for their bodies and not become diabetic. Uh, but you know, this is also like, you know, obviously this is an issue for people who are born with diabetes and as well as people who contract it, uh, later in life. So, uh, right. There is the, uh, a couple of updates or a couple of uh, anecdotes from this report. Apple has, um, hundreds of engineers. Yeah. Uh, something like that. See, uh, groups, hundreds of engineers are working on the project and they have tested it on hundreds of people. Um, how uh, it is amazing. We haven't had more leaks. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all, actually, <clears throat> excuse me, because the people that were participating in all of this testing had no idea that they were, uh, um, Doing something that was related to, to Apple. Oh, and, uh, well, Apple was smart. They they did uh, that thing where they set up a whole new company, and uh, and it's in a different building, so you know it's not on campus, and it has its own name that doesn't even sound like Apple. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the people that are in that facility. They have badges for that company, so there's there's nothing saying that it's Apple. All right, okay. Uh, according to German, uh, the name of the company was uh, Delicious Red. Kidding. 
Seriously? No. No. No, no. I'm making that up. Oh, good. Because uh, a Black Adam. (laughs) So hundreds of engineers have been working on this. This has been a major effort. And I think back to Tim Cook saying, I think that Tim Cook was the first. I don't. So uh, according to Gurman, uh, this project from Apple goes back to Steve Jobs to newer as head of Apple. So, mm-hmm. so, and Steve died in what, 2010, 2011. I always forget. Um, Steve. I'm trying to remember. I, th- I think it's, he, he, didn't he die because 2011, because, October 5th. because Dwayne Johnson said, Hey, I'm going to do black Adam. No. Oh, he did not, sir. He died in 2011. So uh, this is going back, you know, at least 11 years or longer. But I believe it was Tim Cook that first said that Apple believes it could be a major player in the medical industry, which is a, like a multi-trillion uh-huh. dollar industry around the world. Mm-hmm. And I am, I long wondered exactly what they meant by that. Like, like, you know, they're talking about, because you know, one of the things that Apple's been doing is is with uh uh, uh, uh is it MD, what's the MD kit? What's the what's the kit? Web uh, health kit. Health kit. With health kit, you know, we can be in charge of our own health were data. You, were you saying indie kit? MD, as in oh MD. Yeah. Okay, health kit. Yeah, health yes. kit. And uh, like you know, are they talking about? Are they talking about like monetizing? You know, health data storage. Are they are they talking about other products? Like, like what is it that Apple thinks it can do to become a major player in the in the health industry? Um, and I'm guessing this is probably one of those things. Yeah, I mean, if they can make this work, then yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I have seen people. Uh, talking about and saying, well, no, Apple can't do this. They won't do this, even though they've been testing. They're they're saying that Apple needs to have a level of accuracy that's as good as um, uh, invasive testing. And actually, I don't think they do. What they need is something that gives you good baseline so you can tell when things are changing. And they're doing that like with uh, with the body temperature monitoring and uh, with with EKG, they don't need to have FDA approval. They just need something that gives gives users a tool that they can rely on. That's good enough. And of of course, over time, they can improve that. Um, But uh, but assuming that Apple's waiting for FDA approval before they release something, I don't think that's going to happen. They'll get Hmm. something out the door that works really well, but uh, it'll have the same disclaimer that you get when you do uh, do the the ECG test where it lets you know, hey, you know, uh, this is this is just to give you some idea what's going on. This is an actual medical data. Yeah, but at the same time, if Apple can get that level of accuracy, it would obviously be worth a lot of money to Apple. Oh, oh yeah, of course. I mean, I hear what you're saying. They don't have to. Doesn't mean they're not shooting for that, though. 
Uh, I'm assuming they are shooting for that. I mean, Apple's the kind of company that when, when they start working on something like this, it's not about, um, can we make it good enough? It's, can we make it the best? And, uh, and they also know that they can make something that's better than what everyone else has and continue to improve on it after it's released. It's almost like we talked about this a little bit before the show, because that beautifully segues into one of the other things I was thinking about this. So thank you. Oh, do tell. <laughs> so do you remember the so-called Apple TV that Gene Munster was always on about? Yeah. The, the television set. The, the television set. The the one where, where uh, when he stopped asking about it, we all got worried like something was wrong with Gene. <laughs> because we expected every earnings call that Apple did, at some point Gene was going to ask about the Apple television. And, and he uh, wrote and about it all the time. He and he was, always, he was the go-to person to get a quote. Right. And uh, and the the argument that I had against it, which I think is the same argument a lot of other people had, <coughs> excuse me, was that was that uh uh first that you you don't have your Apple TV device on every television, you only have have it on those Apple televisions, and also it's a really big thing that takes up a lot of space. And, uh, and it, it, it makes, uh, um, um, storage for inventory in stores difficult. Yeah, whatever. Those are, those are, I, so here's the thing though. Apple was working on a TV. Mm-hmm. Everybody pooped on Gene for always talking about we, the TV. We all did. Poor guy. Mm, did I? Um, we, we all pooped on him. I don't think that I did. I always thought that there was something about the Apple TV that seemed like it had, there was fire behind the smoke, but that's not the point. That's not the point. The point, the the fact that I was right is not the point. The, what is the point (laughs) (laughs) is that we later found out. I never said the black Adam was good. I said, I I wanted to talk to you. Oh no. I'm just going to bring this up for the rest of your life. Again, that was my gift to you. Why are you mad at me? You get (sighs) to do this. I gave that to you, Jeff. Oh, I, I do relish in the fact that that uh, uh, until our star burns through its fuel <laughs> and ruptures it, its skin mm-hmm. and eliminates all life in our solar system, mm-hmm. that I will periodically be bringing up Black Adam. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair. So uh, it turns out that Apple was working on a TV for a long time. And that they did have something that they thought they could do in the TV space. What ended up happening, and, that, and that's what Gene Munster had got a hold of. And it turned mm-hmm. out that Apple decided that they didn't control enough components to be able to keep you know, companies like Samsung, LG, et cetera, from copying them. And so, the, and so and, they, uh, it was abandoned. Yeah. But it was, it was being a television set from Apple was being developed for years. And that's, this is one of the products 
that they did not bring to market. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I recall there points where we were talking about this uh, long ago where we were saying, yes, of course, Apple has a television in their labs and whether or not it comes to market, that's a totally different thing. And, uh, and, and clearly they decided that was not a viable thing. They did. Um, but anyhow, so, the, so you, you're going to try and tie this into something else now, aren't you? I, I am because we also have the AR glasses that Apple is supposedly working on. Uh-huh. We have the Apple car, which Apple is working on, and people continue to say Apple is not working on it, despite the fact that we know that Apple's working on it. I don't get that. That drives me nuts. It might not come to market, but they're working on it. And I think at this point, it's going to come to market, but that's also another issue. Something is going to come to market from, from that project. Uh, I agree. And the question is, will it be an actual car, or will it be something else that other cars are, are using. And uh, we'll see. We will see. So uh, I think that this glucose monitoring project from Apple is a fantastic reminder to not get lost in the weeds of what we don't know when it comes to Apple. Yes. Uh, I agree. And um, and in this case, it sounds like Apple has something that they feel is actually viable. The problem now is getting it small enough so that it's uh, it's a reasonable thing for for consumers to buy. You know, so not like like an appliance that you have to set on a table and use, but something that can be with you all the time, ultimately part of your Apple Watch. And being able to do that before everybody else that is also throwing money at this doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it, it is conceivable that someone will beat Apple to market with this. And if they if they do, while Apple is seldom first to market, I don't know if they're going to well no, if they can if they can add it to the Apple Watch, they'll do it, period. I mean, they could make it as uh, as an accessory. It'll be part of the Apple Watch. Um, I I believe that's what Apple wants to do is yeah. make it part of the watch. Yeah, but I could see where if they felt like it was a viable product that uh, that would sell well, even if it wasn't in the watch, I could see them coming up with some slick accessory. <coughs> Excuse me. Until they could get it in the watch, just so that they're in the market. Yeah, I I have more difficulty seeing that. I don't have your yeah, but you there. also wanted me to watch Black Adam, <laughs> so that so we could talk about it. And again, that's what I got. So, really, yay me. <sighs> Right. So I took anyway, one for the team, so you don't have to, everyone. But that 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 is that's fair. So Mark German says they're still working on this. Mark German says that they have hundreds of engineers working on this. And again, like so, fine. There were uh, at least at least their test subjects didn't necessarily know it was Apple. 
but right the to have so many engineers working on this not to mention all the support people like you know there's going to be soft there's going to be uh designers there's certainly going to be uh you know office support people mm-hmm. and there's going to be security guards <coughs> there's going to be hvac engineers in that building they may they may, may well not know who they're working for um there's going to be, you know, I mean, like, that's a lot of people for us to have gotten as little information as we have. Yeah. Uh, and my assumption is that most of the people that were working uh, as part of that company didn't realize that they were actually working for Apple. That does seem to be. Um, it'd, be yeah. it'd be a great way to, to uh, avoid leaks. Uh, that's true, but we haven't gotten in. I mean, there haven't been uh, leaks about the, Hey, there's this other company that's working on this. Yeah. Well, that, that company was um, uh, eventually brought back in house. So which company? The, uh, the glucose the X, uh, XDG team. Yeah. They were brought in and made part of that team. Oh, it operated its own startup called Avalante Health LLC. Damn, that's right. That is such a great name. That, name. that reminds me of what was uh, what was the uh, Silicon Valley company? Aviante. Right? Oh, yeah. So, am I getting uh, that right? I, I think you're getting it right. Silicon Valley fake yeah. company. But uh, I mean, the the name that Apple came up with doesn't that sound just like a like a nonsense sound name for uh, a medical company? Uh, yeah, it does. That's a good one. Avalante Health LLC. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So they they were working for that company. So, but now and, it's the XDG team. In yes. Apple. Yes. Yeah. So they were they were brought back into the company uh, proper and are part of the XGT. I can't even spell today. Thank you. I I usually spell XDG XDG, but that's just today. Yeah, but you're weird like that. The startup was run out of a small. As I'm quoting Mark German, the startup was run out of a small office building in Palo Alto, about 12 miles from Apple's headquarters. Team members had Avalante employee badges rather than ones from Apple. That strategy kept Apple's work under wraps during human trials, as well as its efforts to gain patents and lineup partners. Project began in 2010. Okay, so I guess we actually have a have a date for that. Apple co-founder Steve Jobs, dealing with his own health problems, directed the iPhone maker to buy the company. Oh wait, buy the. Uh, it was a com- It was a startup. They purchased a startup called Rare Light. Because they're using photonic, they're using like a photonic sensor to try to solve this. So Apple bought uh-huh. Rare Light, uh, and then uh, oh, but that's where Bob Messerschmitt was for a while. Ah, okay. Apple tapped Bob Messerschmitt and Rare Light's founder to kick off his own work uh, on a glucose monitor, which was initially codenamed E68. Messerschmitt now runs a health company called Core Health, so he's gone from Apple. I might be mixing him up with someone else too. So uh, probably Dwayne Johnson. Uh, probably not. So oh, don't worry. I, I'm going to find all kinds of ways to to bring in uh, ham-fisted and subtle Black Adam okay, references I, listen, for a I, long time. I, I approve this message. That's that's good. I'm I'm again. 
I have gifted you this, and I really feel like you should be thanking me. What do you What do you think, folks? Should Jeff thank me for giving him so many opportunities? You can let us know uh, at uh, Context Machine. Uh, you can reach me at Geektails. Yeah, and you can reach me, uh, Jay Gamut, on all the socials. I should start up a, a new one. Um, uh, I'll call it Hey Brian, Black Adam Sucks. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, it was Linda Gusha who had uh, sent me the, uh, the link to the article that Mark German wrote. Oh, thanks, yeah. Linda. Yeah, thanks for sure. Uh, listen, on that note, hey, man, let's do this. And then I can note that is this week's Context Machine. If you have anything to comment on, add or question, you can write to us at contextmachine.io. Our bandwidth is provided by Cashfly. The bass is recorded by Dr. Boom just for us. And that's all for this week. Yeah, and don't watch Black Adam. Well, okay. That's all for this week. Miracle Mile, though. That's a winner. <laughs>